0: Welcome to the Yes Chef podcast, straight from RTV Warriors. My name is Benjamin Powell, and joining me today to cover this season of Hell's Kitchen and for her RTV Warriors podcasting debut is a woman who can make all the podcasts in the world if she was an octopus, Heather Nicole Smith.
1: Hey, thank you. Yes, I'm here for the very first time.
0: Yes, you are. You join us, you know, informally as the Hell's Kitchen connoisseur. Ah, yes. I've seen exactly one season of the show.
1: I have seen most of them, all of them, but half of one.
0: I saw it last year.
1: I'm just missing half of season thirteen. What a lucky number. number! It's not even the same half. It's just an incoherent stumble. But we got it.
0: It's like my stumble through the series. I've seen the first episode of every season, just as, just to get a feel of the signature signature dishes.
1: Oh yeah. It's a very traditional yearly challenge, and it's usually hilarious at some point.
0: Just before we get started, did you make this podcast yourself, or did it come from a can?
1: Ugh. Um, well, there were some canned podcasts in my kitchen, but I might have done something?
0: It's very bland. One out of five. But yeah, like, um, it's sort of looks to be an exciting season this season at least from the preview I mean the preview makes everything seem exciting but you know because like last season I got the idea that the the contestant quality was like um, higher than it was at the start of the show because like everyone was getting like fours and fives and stuff out of the gate and getting like there, there there was some obvious weak links but there was some also the very very obvious highs and like the only real person who ascended in their quality throughout the season was was Michelle, and who ended up placing third. But then there's like the separation between the fodder and the contenders was very obvious. But it doesn't really seem it doesn't really sound like that season because like I mean they obvi- they advertised it in the, in the preview. Oh, um, this season everyone is fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> well, I will have to say that season fourteen is pretty unusual in a way. I will have to point out that the runner-up and the winner of season 14 they both got fives on their dishes and usually if there's a strong dish at the beginning that does not imply that they're actually going to go on to win it more often or not the winner actually has a lower ranking dish until like i believe it was paul from season nine none of like none of the winners actually got any kind of really glowing reviews except for heather and dave and even then it's like very mixed
0: so it's very it's very much that they're not the they're not kind of culinary dish making masters but they have they have hidden skills in other in other parts of their repertoire that allows them to ascend to ascend to the throne of head chef at wherever
1: i like to point out season 3 most of all because the top 3 chefs actually had some really stumbling blocks like you know uh rock not using fresh food come on guys get it
0: together <laughs> like the quality is very different this season. That's from apparent from like the very first confessional. Like uh they all arrive at like um five five in the morning and um
1: five fifteen in the morning. I'm not even coherent at that time. In order to wake me up at that time you have to drive a car through my place.
0: I usually haven't slept at that time. I am a very much night owl who hoo. But yes, uh, like the very first confessional is like is like Jackie, the new this New Jersey chick is like um her, the fellow contestants will be overwhelmed, and she'll just she's going to destroy everyone. And it's like, well, that's the bitch for the season.
1: I will say that most people from New Jersey would love to distance themselves from Jersey Shore, but I see your point.
0: <laughs> it hasn't really been relevant in. Uh, what's, it was it was canceled. I forgot it's been canceled
1: mm, since
0: like since 2012. Wow. When I say like when I say bitch, I mean like um. You know, the, the, the uh,
1: standard TV person that's just gonna spend most of the time smack talking on everyone and just being very unpleasant to some people.
0: Right after that you get like a hot woman confessional from a thirty three thirty three year old Jersey Mother about her everyone is gonna underestimate her because she's she may be little she has she has big flavour, so it's like I wish one was supposed I wonder which one's supposed to be the sweetheart of the season.
1: Those short people.
0: Yeah, Marino appears inside next to a gigantic slot machine and uh she gets um, Brunette number five, Ashley, to pull the leather, and uh, they go, they go to Vegas. They, they go to Vegas. It spits out the tickets, and they all go to Vegas, and there's all that, woo, let's go, I'm going to Vegas.
1: Shove them all on a plane.
0: I've never been to Vegas, so I don't know what that's about.
1: Uh, neither have I. Some family members of mine have, actually, but they told me since I don't drink, it wouldn't be fun.
0: I do know what I've been told that, that because the, the whole thing is on gambling, they like, um, they encourage you to gamble so much that. Drinks cost like a fraction of what they do everywhere else, yeah, dollar cocktails that sounds like a fun time, I mean, for me at least I mean for you i guess there's <laughs> there's, there's water or soda water, yeah, probably anyway, they go Vegas
1: oh Vegas. Vegas.
0: They see the and like they even get like their faces on a Hill's kitchen, let Las Vegas marquee. and they have the mayor of Las Vegas uh, greet them because apparently,
1: they had enough pool to go to, to actually get the mayor of Las Vegas there. That is pretty cool. And one thing I actually did have highlighted here is that they had these shots of a couple of restaurants. Uh, they had one of the Caesars Palace, and then they had one on a sh- place that's called uh, Gordon Ramsay's Burger.
0: Is that where previous chefs have worked? Like, the winners have worked?
1: Yes. Scott from Season 12 is at the Caesars Palace, I believe. But Burger was a place that Christina Wilson was an executive chef.
0: Winner of Season 10?
1: So I, I thought that was pretty cool. and
0: They both got car rides in the procession as well, so...
1: They a freaking parade. And I will... Also, do one more thing, and that's basically, Mayor said that a l- lot of the Hell's Kitchen winners have been executive chefs in Las Vegas, I believe. And I actually written down that if you count Janelle, who was supposed to get the Caesar's Palace job before it got bounce to scott and then christina wilson and you also got heather west from season two from the red rock resort and those are the four those are the four chefs that i know for sure has been executive chefs there i'm not exactly sure if she's counting like any other ones or any other like job positions that they had after their contract to their other place ran out because that was a problem some of the earlier seasons
0: yeah i think like didn't um uh, i remember Dave. i remember dave one of the controversies after his season was because he actually quit his job that he was under contract for because he's um he's actually tra- being treated like a line chef rather than a head chef.
1: Uh, I think that was actually Danny or no, they both didn't last that long at their jobs. But
0: uh, Danny strikes me as someone who wouldn't keep a job that long, at least just from like what I've seen of him. He looks like uh, Jay from the Kevin and Smith movies, tr- like from Jay and Silent Bob.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I mean, if he acts- I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he doesn't act like that because I wouldn't I, I wouldn't imagine Jay being allowed in a kitchen at all ever. <laughs> But you got you got you get what I'm talking about.
1: Yes. Uh, Danny didn't hold his job for that long and Dave left. He was in Canada and Holly didn't even end up getting the job was basically another controversial thing.
0: That was like Visa problems, right?
1: Yes, visa problems because it was in the UK. And then after that, Chef Ramsey's been mostly giving out with the possible exception of Nona because I don't remember it off the top of my head. But ever since then he's been giving out actual jobs on restaurants under his wing. Now that's like the standard fare because we don't want to screw up anything. So yeah, they
0: get paraded to the restaurant, which is the B L T steak at Bally's in Las Vegas. Yep. Where mm-hmm. they meet where they meet the one and only Gordon Ramsay. Yes. I mean I'm not sure who else they'd meet, like Merino again. Like he's like <laughs> know, going to turn on the television and, like, Gordon Ramsay's going to, like, Skype in or something. That
1: would have been something.
0: That would be a weird start to a season. I mean, that's, like, Hell's Kitchen and Rel- Robot Revolution.
1: Well, as far as weird openings go, I would rank somewhere with head shaving and jumping off the roofs.
0: Or making out with the contestants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have some weird openings to the show, but, you know... Can't do it all the time, so I'm glad they I'm glad they went to like a relatively average.
1: Yeah, they they I probably mix it up a little.
0: So yeah, they're welcomed there, and they find out that the winner will be working there, which is yes. like it looks pretty. It looks pretty swish place, which is um, it uh, looks good for them.
1: It's a Gordon Ramsay place, so.
0: They'll be cooking their signature signature dishes there,
1: which is you on a plate,
0: and they've got new su- sous chefs.
1: Oh yes, we do.
0: Aaron and Christina from season ten.
1: Yes, another winner after when she got paraded from the paraded around actually i kind of uh got up a fun fact but on twitter on twitter andy for those who don't know and who should, she was the past red kitchen sous chef she was answering some of the fans you know like oh i wish you were on hell's kitchen this year i mean we love christina and all which you know she gets that all we love christina confessional that she always gets anyways she says we'll just keep watching see what happens you never know what happens so, who knows? Maybe Andy will show up in the season.
0: That does sound like pretty much confessional. Uh, oh, just watch what, what happens. That's like, um, like it should have been, I'm guessing it should, it should have been like fired from the show. It would have been like, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't be there too. It yeah, it, it he sign, didn't get sign. fired.
1: There's probably a good chance that, just like Scott, the first blue team sous chef, oh, yeah. there's a good chance that she just got sent away to a different, to manage a different Gordon Ramsay place because that happens all the time you know
0: they are like pretty close chefs to them aren't they oh yes i was watching an episode of kitchen nightmares with jet warden ramsey and they actually, and uh andy actually showed up
1: and scott did as well i believe in kitchen nightmares at some point point. and christina christina wilson she was on uh master chef junior i believe too i think that's actually like her twitter photo as well
0: i haven't seen that many episodes of, of kitchen nightmares but like i usually just watch it while while it's not at the gym but like I did. I did see the infamous. I like the extent of the episodes. Yeah, Amy's bakery. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That was crazy. I need to
1: catch up on Chris Kitchen Nightmares because I didn't actually know that Andy was on a show there.
0: Cause she was brought in as one as one of the as a helper shift for this new restaurant. Oh, cool. So anyway, but into the kitchen they go, and then there's the, there's the intro, which is very mountainous.
1: Death mountain. They want to cool things down a bit
0: because of all the fire. Dun dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, the signature dishes happen, which is also where we get introduced to most of the cast. Yes. Although it's very much like although some of them do get the um, non-introduction treatment where they don't find anything about them at all. But onto onto those, nobody's later. Shakina is the first is the first chef. Uh, she's a personal chef from Tennessee, Grand Junction, which is a town of 300 people and there's no restaurants. Her signature dish is crab stuffed salmon, which is um, which according to Ramsey is tasty but she has dreadful presentation so she only gets a two
1: yeah one of my favorite quotes from that is where does i guess the name her name come from and she said my mama i was just like oh this is awesome it's a nice name i love it
0: uh and going against her is eddie a hunter from philly who was 16 when he shot his first deer has 20 guns and would take a and would take a girl on a first date hunting white people are fucking crazy man
1: Oh my God! There's like a good chance I know someone like him. What is wrong with me?
0: And darkly, amusingly enough, his signature, signature dish is the Bambi tenderloin.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, venison is very uh, apparently is very, It's like a very difficult dish to cook correctly. I've seen clips of of past season. I'm not I'm not a health Kitchen expert, but it's 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 one of my good shows. I, I like watching it now. But like um, one thing I do remember is when uh, Tanil from oh, season yes. six was cooking, <laughs> and she she mistook her... A protein she was cooking with for uh, pork, I think it was, but it was I actually. I believe it per, was
1: lamb.
0: was took it for lamb, but it was actually it was actually like venison, which is which is added a slight purple tinge to it. But Eddie cooks it um, beautifully, and he gets a three. Next up is Frank, who is a United States Marine.
1: That's like one of the things that I'm. Also, kind of integrated in, if you don't know, because I'm in JRTC, and I know quite a few people that were service. Uh, one of my assistant managers used to be in the army, and my dad used to be in the army.
0: So. I'm service lineage as well. Like both, uh, like great great grandfather was in World War One, grandfather was in World War Two. Mum was in um mum was in service for like the um like 15 years. So, and then it turned out to be like a hippie, hippie lefty liberal who hate the government. So. <laughs>
1: Although I do have to say that something that I just actually figured out recently is that apparently I'm distantly related to a uh, General Lee from, uh, he's more famous in like the American Civil War and he was a Confederate general, so (laughs) he hated the Confederacy though, by the way, so.
0: Uh, He cooks penne alivaco, which is, according to him, okay and not special, which is like womp womp again. I'm going to be using that a lot, because it's, it's such a fun thing to like to use on the sh- show specifically, because everyone's like, um, oh, I'm such a great chef, Gordon Ramsay's going to love me, and it's like, your dish is crap.
1: Womp, 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 Yeah, and you can do that better than I can. Although, I will say, when you were saying the um, thing wasn't special, I almost said, like the Marines, because you know, <laughs> know this, but I'm more acquainted with the Army, so...
0: Those are fighting words. And going against her is Ashley, and her two dads own a res- own restaurants in Orlando. It's just like, oh, shout out to the L G B T Q I A plus, I guess, sort of.
1: They always try to fit someone in.
0: In lieu of actually having an L G B T I A plus member there. But yes, yeah, so she has ostrich fillet with blueberry red wine balsamic, which, despite its like exotic sounding name, apparently, according to Ramsay, is all on the verge of being bland. So too, it doesn't sound bland though. So I don't know how you can I don't know how you can fuck that up.
1: Uh, who knows? Anything could happen here. I mean, Wellingtons that are perfectly cooked but have doughy uh, dough, raw dough. Shout out to Christina for that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: There could be any number of problems. Like, you know, a lot of them get ripped here. Like, I've seen, sh- seen Hell's Kitchen get set on fire, like, several times. And not just, not just in the intro. Like, actually, like, you know, like last season, T, like, set the entire stove on fire. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there could be any new, new like, things to get yelled at for.
1: Oh, anything could happen.
0: Up next is Danny, who's a line cook from Philly, and she's also an amateur boxer. The sport, not the
1: dog. She actually, didn't she get, like, the first four that we saw over there? I have that in my notes.
0: She got the very first four, and I think she might have got the uh, highest score on her team.
1: I think so, too. Yes, she did. According to my notes, all the other four were from the blue team. I would say spoiler, but if you're listening to this, you've probably already watched it.
0: So she got the four for her pan-seared scallops on a Thai curry sauce, which he's considered very good. Mm-hmm. So four for Demi. And Mark, going again, so he's a line cook from California, from California and his black mussels of trees and tomato broth uh, fell apart on the plate because <laughs> they, cook- they were cooked to shit.
1: <laughs> Overcooked.
0: And then the next in our series of uh, well-developed chef is Joe, who is a sous chef. Yes, Joe is a sous chef. That's all we find out about him. He, he But he makes an adequate deal with cream polenta, so he gets a three. Good job, Joe. And Ashley's clone, meese gets uh, cooks a sweet potato with asparagus, pork loin, and the pork is dry. So one, that's like the number one complaint I always hear about the meal on the show. The pork, the pork is dry.
1: Or raw. The scallops are raw, fun too. They're overcooked.
0: Yeah, that's They can't be. They can't be raw. You know, you don't want to be eating Sebastian. And oh, no, that's the. You don't want to, You don't want an impromptu, impromptu kitchen musical number.
1: Shout-out to the Little Mermaid for that.
0: Yeah, Vanessa is a chef for first-class passengers at LAX, and she it, she tries to impress Ramsay with her um, eggplant in Voltini, which he wouldn't serve to coach.
1: He obviously has never been on a coach airplane before. Well, neither have I, so.
0: Yeah, they, have, they, only, like, um, they only, like, give you, like, snicker bars or, like, alcohol.
1: Are they college students?
0: Oh, shout-out to those days. But, yeah, they don't really have, like, there as much as snacks at least like domestic flights
1: yeah they would kill for that thing i bet
0: international flights i'm not sure international coach flights i can't imagine that i can't imagine you know them just selling snicker bars it's hour 36 and we still haven't eaten my son is dying (laughs) but yes one for the eggplant and then jared who's a oak park michigan line cook and also an ex-poker player and locksmith
1: Ex-poker player and locksmith.
0: Uh, We at RTV Warriors, previously known as Yattencast, have a long and jaded history with the poker player because uh, Kevin Kevin Smith from last year's Big Brother Canada was the biggest tool alive. And he, like, made tired, constant poker analogies in everything he did and he was a tool and it sucked and he ruined everything. But then, like, Vanessa Russo but then Vanessa Russo came along and, and like, saved humanity, so that was, it, it, it evened out,
1: sort of. Yeah, Victoria, Cohen my Mitchell is a poker player, so. And then I have slight problems with the locksmith that lives in our town, because, or, we have, we have uh, lots of history with that guy, because I broke the door to my store that I work at once. That was fun. Well, actually, the lock, the tumbler, just went out, and that was fun. I don't even know if he fixed it. He just stuck super glue in it and says, order a tumbler, and I, told my manager that, and I don't even know if that got done. Welcome to Sky Tech.
0: Uh, so, Jared serves halibut over an Alaskan king crab cake, which is apparently very good, because I don't know what any of those taste like, for. Uh, Jackie, the, quote, bitch, unquote, of the season, uh, she serves seared scallop and grilled corn salsa, but, like, one scallop? With like ten tons of salsa.
1: I'm a teeny person, and I'm pretty sure I would still be hungry after one scallop.
0: You're paying fifty dollars for a serve at Restaurants like Gordon Ramsay's, so you want more than one scallop.
1: Yeah, I bet if she actually did do a proper serving thing, she would get a higher score.
0: Uh, that was actually a thing. Like she got a four for taste, but, but like she only got three. She only got three for having for the... one, having one scallop. Yeah. Like he said it, he said it was a four, but she only got had one scallop, so she, she made it, He made it a three.
1: I don't think that would have made the difference with the, with the challenge, though. But
0: well, it, made, it would have made a one point difference. Like Hassan, Hassan at the end would, would need to get that four.
1: Yeah, that would have made things more tra- dramatic.
0: Going against Jackie is Kevin, who is a Rhode Island culinary manager, and he cooks chicken Caesar Piadina with wait for it. He gets and he gets asked if he had time to make the dough himself, and we all know what's coming next.
1: No, he didn't. It's pre-made.
0: Pre-made, and he also pre-made the Caesar salad on top.
1: Oh, how do you, I think it was actually just the dressing, though the Caesar salad dressing. I mean, you don't really know how pre-made lettuce can be, but yeah. Well,
0: you can get you can get it, like packaged and like you know that's what that's what the stuff on like on like plane flights is. And, yeah, it was Caesar salad a pre-made Caesar salad dressing. So like, Paul even can't help me now.
1: Oh my goodness! I
0: and mean, it's not it's not that hard to make Caesar dressing. Caesar dressing, I, even I can do that. And I'm I'm not even a chef. Then again, like as we're up next, I have like I am a foodie, so. <laughs> but yes, he um get he gets like asked if he wants to go home. Basically,
1: he does that to like one person a year. It feels like, do you want to go home?
0: Tradition, then.
1: Yeah, tradition. And like by now, I'm like, this guy isn't going home. Has anyone
0: actually ever like said yes, I'll go home? No. I know people have stormed out.
1: Yes,
0: that's a bit different, but no. But yes, um, he you know vows to do better. Then uh, Alan, ups was up next. He's a sous chef from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and he he has made pan-seared maple glaze salmon. That's actually my signature dish as well, cause like in a way at least, because I make a, I make a lot of maple glaze salmon. It's like my favorite thing to make, but I I broil mine instead of pan-searing it. And once again, I'm not a professional chef, but even I know you maple glaze is sugary, so you don't put it with risotto. I make also, I also make a little of risotto, so I, I, I know not to mix the two.
1: I know what it looks like raw. I know what it looks like overcooked. I know what it looks like when thrown across the room. I've never had it before, though. I am probably one of the worst chefs that I know, and yet I'm the quote-unquote culinary genius when it comes to Hell's Kitchen. I judge Hell's Kitchen while eating frozen food. Well, after when I heat it up, of
0: course. Well, to be fair, the scope of Australian reality television lately has basically just been cooking shows. Like My Kitchen Rules, MasterChef, uh, Restaurant Revolution. There's like a a barbecuing cooking show coming up soon. For a country renowned for just like being, ah, throw a shrimp in the barbie, mate. We all weirdly consider ourselves culinary masters.
1: That is the best Australian accent impersonation that I have ever heard from you.
0: Well, I am Australian, so I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, next up is, in one of the more outlandish but still, like, wild stories, is uh, Kristen, who is a Chicago line cook, and she got into cooking while under house arrest by a suggestion of a probation officer.
1: It would be more interesting if they actually told us why she got house arrested.
0: Yeah, but I, I can actually see that happening uh, later on in the season. Yeah, probably if she sticks around. Finding out why she got to prison, sent to prison.
1: Mm, it's house arrest. You don't really. Your house is kind of your prison.
0: What would someone have to do to get house arrested? Just like be a good citizen, but do something, but like commit a crime.
1: I don't actually know anyone personally that's ever been house arrested. That is a good thing.
0: Where's the RTV Warriors legal team when you need them? Oh wait, we don't. We don't. We don't have a legal team.
1: We're kind of screwed then.
0: So, yes, Kristen cooks grilled pork tenderloin with fried Brussels sprouts and garlic aioli. I've had garlic aioli, but the rest, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Apparently, it looks a mess, but tastes great, so she gets a three. Yay!
1: Shout out to the Marvel fandom, by the way.
0: And after Kristen is uh, Chad, who is a sous chef from Philly, and his signature dish is roast partridge breast with glazed pears, which is cooked beautifully, apparently.
1: I have tasted pears before.
0: There's a lot of exotic protein here. Well. Exotic in the sense that I don't normally eat it here in Australia.
1: Well, I've had deer jerky before, and that's pretty much the closest I've ever had to venison. I have had uh, duck, and there was something else that I've had a wa- long time ago, but I don't remember. Oh, I've had normal venison, too, not, like, dried up.
0: I guess the Australian equivalent would be, would be like, cooking with uh, emu or kangaroo.
1: You know, I went to a beef jerky outlet and they actually had kangaroo jerky there ah i lie not
0: why won't your country steal from everyone
1: you know when we kill our all, all of our animals we need to substitute it by killing everyone else's animals
0: but yeah uh next up is ariel who's a country club chef and she's half black and half jewish and she makes an appropriate dish for that she makes uh, a which has a lot of s's in it she pours her heart and soul into it, and, and for that, Gordon Ramsey um, uh, calls it a comfort dish that oozes quality and gives it a free.
1: I thought he was actually going to give her a higher score when he said that, but I guess not.
0: From through the television screen, it looks good. Oh, yeah. And for the final round, which is like, I think we're at like, um I think the scores are at 18-17 at this point, or 18-19, I think. And for the final round, it's Manda versus Hassan. Manda is the other person who got the confessional at the start of the season, and she's a New Jersey sous chef. And her kids got her into food when they're 8, 5, and 4, and according to her, or if you work hard, if you work hard, I can't do a Jersey accent, so that was my attempt at saying one word in a Jersey accent, and it failed already. And if you work hard, it will pay off in the in the long run. And she makes cornflake fried scallops.
1: That was amazing to listen to, by the way. But, yes. corn fried scallop,
0: Cornflake fried scallops.
1: I have never had that before. <laughs> I've had cornflakes before. Does that count?
0: <laughs> uh, I have. I did once. A while ago, maybe once or twice, I doubled in. It. I doubled in cornflakes. But yeah, Gordon Ramsay calls it not bad, but a little bit weird. Just like her, she gets three points. And then the last member of the cast and the last thing the dish is Hassan. His pan-seared scallops, and then the four and the win.
1: Yeah, I think this has been a while since the blue team has actually won a first challenge. I think season.
0: I did look up. I think it was Season nine.
1: Yes. Oh, I was about to say, I think it was season nine when that was the last time that happened.
0: But like before that, the men were actually the ones with the initial winning streak.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I
0: they won uh, six to nine, right? Season six, 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 season nine.
1: I don't remember the exact score, but I do remember that season ten, I believe, was the first time they actually did the grading system instead of the one-on-one system, and basically Christina slaughtered the last person. And got her team to win.
0: So the men win, but finally after after years, and they win up. Uh, the win by two points, and their award is they get to board the high roller, which is a Ferris wheel.
1: It's an acrophobic nightmare. I'm actually very acrophobic. I can barely work some shelves at the store because they are about ten feet up, and I'm not ten feet tall. But
0: yes, they want, they win by two points. They board the high roll, which is um. It looks like the Melbourne Melbourne Star, which you don't know what that is, so I'll be quiet. And they also get a reserved VIP section at Dre's nightclub, which is like you know, which ends up being which ends up being a really boring section about bros talking about being bros all the time. So we'll skip past that. The women lose, unfortunately. So their task is prepping the prepping the um, Bally's Vegas buffet, which means peeling fifty pounds of shrimp and making over one thousand pounds of mashed potatoes
1: that sounds daunting to be honest i don't think i've ever seen that many things of shrimp in my life but then again i do live in a landlocked state
0: but then uh yeah they get like vanessa gets the dodo scene of the the episode where like um how long how how long the how long do to cook oh they're gonna be there for a few hours it's been 20 minutes Mm-hmm. Ariel's eyes are like when she was looking away. She was like, "I was, was like a reaction shot of the episode." Apart from anything related to Gordon Ramsay, like um, you know, throwing stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna be over here, and we're getting to Chef Ramsay throwing everything in the kitchen, including some of the chefs. I would not be surprised if that was in a preview, by the way.
0: The previews are um, mad. And uh, after Vegas, the chefs return to Hell's Kitchen and get the, and they get together to their dorms and they get their product placement, Henkel knives.
1: I actually noted this in my notes, that they just straight up give them the knives. In other seasons, the sous chefs give them, too. So I was, like, speculating. I'm like, were the sous chefs, like, nursing a hangover somewhere?
0: Well, they were just in Vegas.
1: Yeah, exactly. Maybe they got left in Vegas and got retrieved later, of course, for the dinner service, but... It's like, where were they? Well, it's kind of been an unusual season so far. But even when they were like going out somewhere else, like season twelve, they still gave them the gave them like the sets. Andy did, and
0: it might be a sign that they're actually cutting down and using the sous chefs in the show. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure.
1: I don't think that would matter much, though.
0: I wouldn't like it if they cut down and using the sous chefs because, like, I remember, I do remember Andy was one of the more one of the enjoyable parts of last season.
1: Andy's kind of was an unusual poor mechanic. Because she had gotten a lot of exposure in season 12, especially, like more so than Scott in any of his 10 seasons. And, you know, it, it's kind of jarring that see her gone. But so far, I will say at least Christina wasn't like kind of like how they did with Heather. Heather in season six was kind of under underutilized. Yeah, she shows up every now and again. But that's because by the time they finished taping season six, and edited edited it season 7 was already underway and they are they had already found a more permanent person cuz Heather is a very popular winner and was a great sous chef but she's not exactly as affiliated with Ramsay quite as much as christina has
0: heather west is sort of like a um like force onto herself and like a more of an enduring figure that does that does that like um without hell's kitchen but like christina is sort of like branding for hell's kitchen now because she's appeared in every season since her win
1: christina is like the ultimate success story with hell's kitchen was a better way for me to say that she has gotten really successful and not only that she is also a very well-liked winner And she also is a, um, she gets really, really scary when she yells really angrily.
0: Like Andy scary?
1: Yes. She only yells really angry, like, once in season 10, and it's scary.
0: All I remember about Andy yelling was, um, versus Anton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you talk back to me!
0: But, yeah, the chef's prep the service, and uh, Jared, sta- Jared steps up as leader of, of the blue team.
1: The thing about early leaders like that show, or that early, it, are they actually receptive? It's just basically, yes, you accept the leadership position of the team, but does the team accept you as leader?
0: And, like, I know leadership is one of the qualities that, that Ramsey looks for. Yes,
1: leadership is one of the qualities. I think someone actually won with the highlight of leadership, I can't remember who.
0: I remember early last season, Allison was very much the leader of the team, but then like... Um, yeah. But the after a while, she, her quality of service started to fall, and then... Megan and T started to rise, so they stepped up into later lead- leader more.
1: That was also a good case for us. Season two's kind of weird red kitchen, in a way, with Rachel. Rachel, yes, Rachel. Rachel was sing- singled out as a potential leader, but then when Ramsay transferred Heather over to the blue kitchen, because they didn't have any clear leaders, um, she kind of burned.
0: Rachel burned? Yes. And Heather emerged as a leader, sort of?
1: Well, she already was a leader from the get-go. But she did more showing than saying. Burned her hand so severely that she had to go to the hospital. But she was had it in a bowl of water, and she still directed her uh, station. She won under the pretense of determination, by the way.
0: She should have won under the pretense of badassery. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, service finally starts. And uh, I think this out, like, between seasons. But apparently, like, the people who go into the kitchen aren't, like, paying customers
1: no actually according to a ask me anything from uh, kevin from season six they're actually like family and friends of like the crew i believe it is unless they're celebrities okay
0: i'm thinking of a timeline here because i remember at the start of the uh, at the start of hell's kitchen they were actual customers yes and so i'm guessing at, at some point they actually they just were the you know they were the friends and family of the um of crew and production and stuff but like i know now i read this i think it was a casting website or something but i know now that they actually that the hell's kitchen they actually like um it's like a casting call sort of you apply to be a, cu- a customer at hell's kitchen and uh you have to be available on those dates and you might and they might change them on on a whim and um you show up you eat you drink and it's all free so basically you get a free dinner just for the just to uh, appear on tv and like provide reaction shots i guess
1: if you get a free dinner Dinner isn't guaranteed, but you will be served uh, bread and wine was basically it.
0: But Yeah, the service starts, and service is very much the same age episode, isn't it?
1: Pretty much. Um, I don't know exactly what I was thinking with my notes. I just wrote down Joe for some reason. Did she? But I, I also pointed out that two people on tableside is kind of a weird thing to me because usually there's just one.
0: I could say one, two people on tableside if there was a temper, it was a 20 person season.
1: I don't ever recall a two-person tableside in season uh, 11. Either
0: way, it's like, you know, a lot of people have it out of the kitchen. It's like, testing them or something i don't know
1: i guess usually the stations kind of can get crowded and you have like a separation between hot apps and cold apps and fish station usually handles both apps and entrees and then the dessert station which is kind of just basically floater station and the table side it's probably used to open up some of the possibilities of what's going to go on with in that kitchen because if you get them out of the kitchen that'll free up more space i guess
0: oh uh, you know you know your stuff
1: I don't have a life. This is my life.
0: You know, it's most the same. Like it's most the same at each times. Like um, you know, back forth, back forth. Someone screws up. Someone does good, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: keep the they keep the biggest happenings.
1: It probably makes more sense if you know who's going to get eliminated, or maybe not. But it usually steers towards a storyline. And because this is the first episode, we don't usually get the big picture of what's going on. I guess maybe with Vanessa's character.
0: I have my theories, but I wait to the end of the podcast to so okay. go yeah, into Okay. Yeah. Good.
1: Take...
0: Uh, so really, the only what happens is uh, Alan sends out great scallops and then stops, and then stops, and then stops doing that, as well as screwing up the rest as well, like firing up an entire entree for no reason. Yeah, screwing up risotto. I
1: think the firing up entree thing was like the first time I've ever heard uh, sous chef uh, Aaron spoke and or speak, not spoke.
0: Yeah, so that's his first time speaking.
1: Please don't murder me, grammar Nazis.
0: Good job, Aaron. You you spoke.
1: Poor Aaron. <laughs> he's not a former winner, so he's probably not going to have that much, like, fans or anything.
0: So, yeah, at, uh, Alan fires up on truck for no reason. He makes awful scallops. Mark burns pizza. Frank makes a better pizza because he's ta- Italian. And because the service is going so slow and so badly, the table-side chefs have to actually head on back to the kitchen to help. And then Eddie somehow gets roped into, um, into the Mark's terrible risotto. And has to eat it as well.
1: You know, it's just kind of like one of those things where something happens and then the rest of it just kind of falls down and becomes more of a mess.
0: It was like Domino's.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Chef doesn't even bother just, like, sending out, like, one person. He just kicks everyone out.
0: Oh, uh, I think nowadays, correct. That's, that's correct. But judging by the fact that, that they only had got out, like, one appetizer, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. That's a team effort that went wrong. But, yeah, like... Mark, so the final straw was Mark screwing up the lobsters for the risotto, even though even though Hassan fixes the risotto. Apparently, a table walks out, which is questionable.
1: I actually wrote it. I'm like, what is this season two?
0: But like, so like, a table walking out, but like, like I said, it's a, it's a casting call, so that's like. Can that happen? Can, can he refuse free food? The weird thing was, for the footage they used, was, like, someone who had actually clearly eaten. They had their napkin, like, sprawled out over the entire table. And there was an empty glass of wine there as well.
1: They're probably drunk then.
0: Although, apparently, according to the show, drunk people are, like, insane.
1: Uh, there's a lot of stages of drunk people.
0: But, yes, a, team, a table walks out, apparently, and Ramsey kicks the entire team out.
1: And we want to talk about the red team.
0: Yes, the red team. Um, that's eight competent chefs and Vanessa.
1: Or Vanessa. She kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Beth from Season 12, in a way, because yeah. she kind of had the same going on. Except for, well, not yet, but Beth was like, I can't even get a real job in the South because I'm a woman, and then you turn around and actually look at like the winner stats and see how many of them are from the South, and it gets hilarious.
0: So Vanessa ends up screwing up her pizza on the appetizer station, which, according to her, is where people die.
1: Yes, people die on apps pretty well.
0: Is that what happened to Andy? Is that why she's no longer on the season?
1: Some lovely vacation pictures on our our Twitter. But apps is basically the first station that usually gets showcased, along with maybe fish. But basically, if you screw up on appetizers, you need to stop screwing around or else your team's going to go down. I mean, I've seen that time and time again, and that's probably what a lot of the problems were in the first seasons, were basically an over-reliance on Weaker chefs on apps is basically, you might as well just set yourself on fire right there. Don't try that at home.
0: So, yeah, Vanessa is a deer in the headlights for the entire thing because, like, you know, she clearly flustered and out of her depth because, like, well, she cooks, she cuts pizza in half, Gordon Ramsay comes over, flips it over, and it's burned at the bottom, and she's like, you know, he's not harsh to her, it's like, well, com- comparatively, he's not harsh to her, but it's like, um, uh, wake up, or something, and then it's like, um, and then she's, I'm sorry, chef, and then she cuts it in half again, it's like, what? It's not even slightly blamed on, like, weird editing, it's just like, you know, you see, you see him lift like up the pizza, and it's in half, and then, you, and then he puts it down, and then she cuts it in half again.
1: Well, the thing is, with Hell's Kitchen, and a lot of chefs, it's basically not as much as a talent thing but it's how well you can work with nerves like that basically if you're there at this point you know how to cook stuff this isn't the early seasons
0: so yeah she screws up pizza, and christina gives her a pep talk
1: it was so cute like i said before christina did not have that well of a service a first service so she probably understands better than like anyone even though i don't think the weird wellingtons that day where it was her fault but it kind of got pinned to her because she was on meat station
0: uh vanessa like she continues make she actually makes an awful entree as well so basically the entire team has to be put on appetizers to help her
1: how many red chefs does it take
0: everyone except vanessa poor vanessa glad they won though otherwise you know that would have been a tough service to pick
1: yes I bet if they did lose, they would have showed someone else screwing up just to kind of have the thing. But it was really just Vanessa, which, you know, automatically clued me into maybe the red team doesn't lose.
0: It's always a wall of possibilities if, there's, um, if, a, if a team's going to lose, at least early on.
1: We had the good anchors and the meat and the fish station to pretty much just uh, seal that team
0: and Yeah, that was uh, Ashley and Shokina. Yeah, Shokina kills Wellington's and Ashley kills the fish station.
1: In a good way. I actually did label them as kind of, like, early standout for that. I mean, they weren't invisible, and we had some kind of... Basically, if you're shown that good on the first service, you're either going to keep it up or you're not. And you're going to drop off somewhere before the black jacket.
0: Yeah, like, so, sort of like Allison from last yes. season?
1: Allison would be one. Rachel would be another one from season two. Of course, if you do badly at the first service, that doesn't automatically mean that you're going to fail because I believe Mary from season 11 wasn't much of a strong chef. Uh, Barbie from season 10 is another one that kind of started off weak. It's basically, you're just going to have to see and where it goes, and that's one of the reasons why I'm like, well, anything could happen with the, well, this is mostly to the blue kitchen because I don't think that Vanessa's going to last. Too long.
0: I, I can't say there'd be a massive character turnaround around because she didn't really get, like, much, like, insight to confessionals. Yeah. I see her leaving the next two episodes.
1: Yes. I mean, she wasn't like Mary or even Rochelle from season 12, where they kind of started off a little either weak or out of depth and then they slowly become to better and then they get nominated for like other reasons season 12 was kind of bad at that though like rochelle getting nominated because she wants to have a family as well as be a chef and then scott getting nominated because he like sneezed or something
0: those people man
1: season 12 was crazy
0: yeah so yeah the red team kill service in the good way <laughs> and they get out all their orders and you hear a great job Gordon ramsey tells them great job which is like you know Must be heartening to hear on the first day.
1: Yes. I don't think any team has completed a dinner service on a positive note. Now, I know there's been a few times where it's like, you are completing dinner service even if we kick out every single one except for you, which has happened quite a bit at times. But season 13, I believe, was the first one where the red team, the team again, completed a dinner service. And you didn't kick out anyone. And... I think there were some very minor mistakes, but other than that, it's
0: so season thirteen and this season.
1: Uh, yes.
0: So yeah, the men have to deliberate who's to blame for losing the losing the service, and obviously Mark has picked, has fingers pointed at him first because of the awful awful risotto <laughs> that he had to eat. So then, uh, and Joe nominates the entire fish station, which was Ellen and Kevin, and then Kevin cries a lot. Oh, dear. The thing so far is like there hasn't. In this season, at least, there hasn't really been any standout, standout male characters. At least, good ones. Like, Chad's, hey, I'm from Philly, want to go to Vegas, the babes, yada, yada. he's like a redneck hunter. Although, he, I guess, it's, or he's sort of alright, I guess.
1: He's very overbearingly he- heterosexual. And it's kind of obvious.
0: And, like, I guess if Kevin cries a lot more, it could be funny, I guess. But, like, it's, so far, pretty du- it's, it's a pretty large dearth of entertainment. We yeah,
1: got, uh,. Frank the Marine, who's also Italian? Like I
0: said, I've only seen one season of Hell's Kitchen, and the only other proudly Italian person I've seen is Brett, a.k.a. the guy from last season who, who put out his back while taking a shit.
1: How very dignified.
0: Oh, uh, if there was, like, a funny 115 of Hell's Kitchen moments, that has to be up there. Like, you know, someone getting medic- medically evacuated from a show for, t- for, like, throwing out their back while taking a shit.
1: By the way, shout out to Mario Landa for the funny 115. My soul is in the mail, by the way.
0: We got ours back from Survivor Oz. The men finally go to elimination where, you know, the women are sitting there judging them. Like we do. Like you'll kind of want to do. You just hate men. You all you all hate men, you man-haters. Miss Misandry! I love being facetious. Anyway, so Mark and Kevin are both nominated. Can I just say, like, one of my favorite long-standing traditions of Hell's Kitchen is the, long, the gigantic pause between... My second nomination is...
1: Boom, boom. Quick shots of everyone.
0: And it sounds like they're struggling, even though it's obvious that they said it right after. Yeah. And it's like Gordon Ramsay's like, huh?
1: Because Gordon Ramsay would punch your face if you take too long. So
0: anyway, um, Ramsey considers both Mark and Kevin for elimination, like, because they screwed up both their stations, and he sees no room for improvement in either of them. But, you know, both of them are boring, so I wouldn't care. But Kevin's slightly less boring, so Mark gets the boot. He really is one of, like, the least notable first booted chefs,
1: Probably in recent.
0: Like the only real notable stuff I can remember about him is the stuff that I wrote. I like, yeah, I wrote down his signature dish once. It was like black mussels with uh, chorizo and tomato broth. And then he screwed up a bunch of stop times and got eliminated. Like he, I know that he wants to be there. I know his signature dish, and that's it. Couple. of...
1: Okay, one of my favorite things about like the loser walk is that this is like the hallway where they put the winner pictures, like the winner portrait. When they started the Hall of Fame in Season 5, of course they had that on just a singular wall. But now they leave it because there are so many winners now. Anyways, you just walk down and you go, you look, on either side of you, and there's seven pictures of winners on each side of you. Fourteen altogether. It's basically they're just mocking you. If you look...
0: You couldn't get here because you suck. (laughs) Although I guess even the third place would walk down the hall, right?
1: Yeah, everyone will... Everyone will walk if they...
0: Unless they walk before service, or walk during service, or eliminated during service. Like, um, Nick, Nikita, or Joy, or Gina.
1: Yeah, basically, if, unless they're weirdly eliminated, then they'll... Yeah. Go down there.
0: So, yeah, Mark was boring and nothing of notes. So, not a single tear was shed. Except for, like, Mark's family, I guess. If they cared.
1: Shout out to Mark's family. We are sorry for this, but
0: uh we i say i'm sorry but
1: and then we get a confessional because we found the picture of christina so we have an obligated we love christina confessional that happens like every single season
0: so yeah basically ramsey tells him to get that shit together because holy crap that was terrible and then we get a jacket confessional to start to end the episode like end the episode before gordon ramsey's feel about the eliminated contestant. so obviously we're expecting great things from her we're expecting longevity from her at least yeah. So yeah, next week, according to the preview, everyone gets drunk, hungover, fools around, and is and so unfocused the next day that Gordon Ramsay calls in strippers, sumo wrestlers, and a marching band to keep them focused.
1: I would say I will. I am good at keeping focused when there are strippers around.
0: <laughs> I can't make the same promise. So. <laughs> So what would that be? I know that like I know that they do like unwind after every episode, but like I'm guessing that like you know the there was a, there was a shot in there if I think it was Joe who was like um looking groggily out of bed like, what, what, what's going on, what? I'm guessing they'll wake up at, like, 5 a.m.?
1: Yes, it's the traditional, let's wake everyone up at idiotic o'clock, which, like I said, in order for you to wake me up at that time, you have to drive a car into my house. Or tell me that there's free food somewhere. That works, too. But I'm guessing they got woken up by a very eager uh, Christina, who really wants to, inact. just has that holdover from when she got woken up in season 10, so it's just basically payback somehow. And then Aaron, who's just Aaron.
0: I guess you know, it's like a challenge in which the semi wrestlers and strippers and wrestlers appear, but it's like do, they have to like keep focus and like do a bunch of stuff on do a bunch of like um, shelling or unpeeling or,
1: or what yes. have you. Usually, the second challenge is some kind of technical skills. I mean, it's gotten more complicated over the years because the first one was in they cleaned squid and they used an eggplant to help with that. I can't believe I remember that. It's been forever since I've seen season one, but yeah, that was the first one and. Yeah, and it just became amazing from there. Like, season fours was probably the best because we had the self-proclaimed amazing, awesome chef. Dominic? No. Bobby? No, 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 no.
0: I know Bobby was the black Gordon Ramsay. He had the
1: huge hat. Oh, Craig. Craig, yes, Craig. And he uh, single-handedly screws up the entire challenge for the Blue Team. Did someone destroy that hat? He was asked to take it off because Ramsay assumed he was compensating for something.
0: So, I think the thing we need to... Address is like at this point in the season, who do we think is going to go far? I think Jackie will be like a late season antagonist.
1: Yes, I think they're setting her up as the quote unquote villain.
0: I can see her as like, um, once again, once again I've only seen one season, so I kind of go off what I've what clips I've seen, and what like yeah. a- occasional episodes I've seen. But I think the I see her as possibly the, um, the least of the season.
1: I don't know if I want to compare her to anyone who at least. She seems like a villain, but my problem with Elise was she Elise was forced on to be an overbearing villain, and that kind of drowned out all of her confidence. Any kind of clips of her looking good, which, you know, is kind of important, because uh, she is, in fact, the third-place finisher of that season.
0: She must have been good, though.
1: Yeah, she has to be good.
0: Tended to Elsie, she must have been good to get that.
1: She had a flawless night on the, for the finalist part, and she is pretty much the reason Paul won.
0: That sounds cool, though. Like, um... We're going off a tangent here massively, but like, I watched the final five episode, and I was like, apart from Tommy, who seemed pointless, um, it just seemed like such a dramatic, like, turn of events and, like, betrayal and everything. It was just like, I couldn't stop watching it. It was, like, so dramatic and so amazing. And the fact that, um, uh, that Jennifer didn't actually forgive What's-His-Face for doing it, for the betrayal? Paul will. That was like Game of Thrones level stuff.
1: Jeez, I love Jennifer. She's probably one of my, my favorite contestants from there with Natalie, who was kicked off a lot earlier, and I was disappointed that she didn't get farther. But, oh my goodness, that that's, that betrayal, though, Jennifer Jennifer's pretty popular. But that betrayal right there is probably the reason why, you know, we don't get a lot of... Paul is in every season and is a reward for the contestants, like Christina was.
0: Paul won, right? Yeah, Paul won. So basically, Paul was good, but the betrayal was like, whoa.
1: Like I said, Christina is like the first success story in that way, if that makes sense. Well, not the first success story, but the most prominent one, who's also popular and is still close to Chef Ramsay in that way. I get that. I I would say that Heather would be kind of like the pre-Christina to that.
0: So is there a good analogy for what Jackie could could end up being? Male or female. Male or female.
1: I mean, at worst, she could be Sarah from season two, and I say at worst with just.
0: At worst, as in, like, bad character quality, or?
1: No, no, not bad quality character, because Sarah was a gem. I say so far she seems more, she's either funny or she's kind of mean or bitch. If she's more bitch, then it'd be Sarah.
0: You can be mean, but as if you do it in a funny way and it's yeah. not directed towards people who really don't really deserve it, I don't mind. At least that's me anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, if the thing is, the winners that I've seen so far, I haven't seen all of season 13, like I said. I can describe them with a lot of things, but... The worst I can think of is, I I always thought Paul was a bit boring, and, like, Megan can be mean with some of the stuff that she said in the beginning, for instance.
0: Well, she was more mean towards the end.
1: I mean, she was mellowed out a bit more near the end, I thought, especially towards Michelle, because she really wanted Michelle to be in the finale with her over tea. So that was cool. It stuck with me, because I thought it was cute. And then Heather was extremely kind of mean towards Vanessa, but after when the reason got... And ceremoniously kicked off, she became like amazing again.
0: So, who else do we think from the from the red team at least? Who do you think is, who do we think is going to make it far?
1: Uh, fish and me from this from this uh one.
0: Ashley and Shokina? If
1: they keep it up, yeah, they they could go pretty far, at least to where Allison would be from. I mean,
0: does it look like there's any any signs of them like you know um massively like taking a down, downward spiral in the future, or is it just they are good at what they do?
1: Too early to say, in my opinion. I mean, the first episode is kind of weird in some sense.
0: Oh yeah, I do keep forgetting that that the season is like 16 episodes long at at the very least.
1: There might be more. Who knows?
0: If there's a non-elimination or a double elimination.
1: I don't know if you've seen the episode list for season 11.
0: Isn't it like 22 episodes?
1: Yes. Season 10 was also pretty bad, too, because they drawn out a lot of stuff that they could handle with one episode. But they did it in two for some reason. And I think it's because they kind of filled out. They had to fill it out because Fox is kind of boring.
0: Well, they don't really have anything else apart from... Well, wait, no, Fox News has its own channel, so, you know.
1: Fox News is kind of its own thing.
0: I know you're going to say that, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Fox News would really appreciate, you know, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah,
0: Fox News wouldn't wouldn't like Hell's Kitchen and and the fact that, like, um... It actually crowns non-white people winners and non-male winners and non-straight winners.
1: Yes. I don't know if Christina would be considered the ultimate success story if Fox News was a.
0: Yeah. Pretty lesbian. How many, how many LGBT winners have there been?
1: Christina and Heather. Oh, okay. Off the top of my head that I know for sure. Those two.
0: So who won season one? Michael Way. So Michael, Rock, Danny, Dave... Paul and Scott, they aren't, none of them are LGBT?
1: Not explicitly said. I say this because both Heather and Christina have both said that they were, or, well, it was kind of, Sarah kind of outed Heather, but Christina had herself with David Beckham. So,
0: Shakina, Ashley, and Jackie look to make it far?
1: Yeah, I think so, if not.
0: I I think um, if we're going by story, or potential story, I think Amanda might make it far as well.
1: I think Manda is kind of like our, I want to say new, uh, kind of like our Mary this season, or Rochelle. She has that outlook. Because
0: I could see that. To me, it always, it seems like um I can sort of figure out from what focus I get from the signature, signature dish thing. Like, um, Michelle was 22 years old, and she actually got like a thing out. Oh, she's 22? Oh, that's very young. She got that sort of thing last season. And, uh, you know, someone like Mika, who wasn't really that different, she got like, um, she got introduced by the, the narrator,
1: Yeah, it could be that or it could be just important people in this season because as far as I remember, she didn't get introduced by the narrator, but I'm going to use Christina again because season 10 I've actually watched really recently, so that's still on my brain a bit. But she didn't really get much of a standout for her. It was just basically, yeah, this is my signature dish. And then it was awesome. She won it for the team, yay. They, They used that in the intro in a weird way, and it actually looked like she was going to decline. Okay. But obviously she didn't. I think... Megan actually had that treatment, too, at one point where it's like... Will the
0: power go to her head? Yeah. She got, like, the shared Josh treatment of, like, making her seem like she was going to go insane.
1: Yes. When it's like, no, I'm going to kick everyone's ass because you guys are all pissing me off, which I think everyone has said.
0: So the standouts from the um the the standouts from the female team as to who who might go far are, are Jackie, Jackie, Sharkina, Ashley, and Manda.
1: Yeah, I'll say Manda, too.
0: I think Ariel might do well as well. She got a bit of focus, but I'm not sure what that, what that might mean. I think the first two female on boots will be will be Vanessa and Mace.
1: Probably. From my
0: one season of watching the show I did get I did get very um Mika vibes from Mace. And I over to the boring people, the men. They were pretty boring though.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, all we just seen them is like catch on fire and burn down. I mean not even in an amusing way, like season eleven. It's just like yeah, they're horrible.
0: And like I mean, there's prominent characters, but I don't see them. I don't see many of them with endgame games let, like yet, because like I know it's a very surface-based comparison, just because they're both Italian. But like um, Frank very much does seem like the Brett type of like mid-season, or maybe the first move of the Black Jackets. just from performance alone, because there's not much character. But like Frank and Hassan will both make it far.
1: Yeah, I have a good feeling about Hassan. He,
0: he was the one who was fixing the risotto, and like he's the one who's, who won the team the team the challenge.
1: Yes, as far as the blue team goes, he has a positive-ish edit. He is definitely probably my favorite blue team member at the moment, which, you know, granted, probably isn't saying much, but if I have to give the award to someone, it will be to him.
0: If only they saw the best of the worst, we'd we'll probably really find out.
1: Yeah, if it was a thing... It- it would probably be either given to him or the or Frank because he fixed, like, the pizzas and stuff.
0: I'm not sure if it's actually a final six, but it could be. You know, it could be.
1: There's definitely going to be a final six, as then there's going to be final six people. Black jackets. Yeah, black jackets would be, like, the better <laughs> It's like me always mocking people for saying that Survivor is going to have a final three. I'm like, yeah, all Survivors have final threes, dummies.
0: But will, they make, will the final three make the Tribal Council, though? Is that, is that the thing?
1: Now, if there's three people in the final Tribal Council, there you go. You're asking the right questions.
0: Yeah, like, let's lock that in as our final six prediction now. Like, um, I don't think we need a power rank because there's, like, so m- there's so much, like...
1: We have definitely got to trim it down. And I don't think we should lock in anything, really, because it's the first episode and they actually like to show growth of chefs like if i personally would have done this for season 11 for instance mary wouldn't be in my top six and you know here she is miss runner up with the helium voice
0: kicking chefs kicking chefs out left and right
1: or uh, rochelle again is another one i i don't even know if i would have put in christina from season 10
0: we can like change as it goes by the time there are 12 people left we'll have locked in a, a final final six of black jackets and then we'll just like you know see how much we get right, and then eventually from that we'll pick the winner. Yeah. So I think we can like walk in at least in our in our professional opinion that uh, the final six will be uh, Shakina, Ashley, uh, Jackie, Manda, Frank, and Hassan. I like it. So I think we I think we covered everything on the episode.
1: Let's see, we did the next time. I did the after the episode. I usually mine social media to see what's up, to see if what people are saying and they they don't say much.
0: I guess people don't like Jackie.
1: <laughs> uh I don't know. I haven't actually seen that Most of them are like, these people are crazy. I'm like, um, have you seen the show?
0: Especially with a professional cooking competition. Yes. In which I say, go to Australia.
1: I'm like, have you seen the show? These chefs are horrible. Have you seen the show? Was this just, like, on your local listing on Fox? Can you have a better life? So now I'm just mocking casual viewers. This is going to go over well.
0: You're on the ball, though. You like, you're a lot more prepared than me. And I'm, I'm, I'm technically the host. Well, you're the co-host, but, like, I'm the... One who put put in a template to try and like get this thing off the road. I didn't even write the full intro, and I'm still running the outro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be awesome, but yeah, it's just be me basically casting lines out there.
0: So that's. I think we covered everything, didn't we?
1: We covered everything. Yep.
0: So so thanks for listening to our premiere, yes, Chef Hell's Kitchen podcast. Join us next week as we dissect the next episode of Hell's Kitchen. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover next episode on the podcast. Feel free to contact us via our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors or our Twitter page, at RTVWarriors, or contact either of us via our own Twitter accounts, at Heather underscore Short17 and at Ink1Y. Until next week, may all your pork be not dry and all your risotto be cooked. See you then.
1: Bye. Bye.